Hello, my friends. Welcome to another week of life brought to you by the universe, by the source of all things, by the energy that is all of us and in us and all around us. I hope that you are ready to have a fantastic week. What is your one thing? Last week, I asked you about the way that people will remember you when you are gone. I want to dive into that a little bit deeper, specifically about who you are deep at your core, what makes you stand out, what makes you different, what makes you yourself. I think that this is so interesting that we are all made up of the same stuff, the same bones, the same organs, the same cells, the same energy. And yet, it can also seem like we are each so different from others in some ways. One of us is quiet. One of us is loud. One is introverted. One extroverted. Gentle parent. Strict parent. Would never be a parent. Positive outlook. Negative outlook. I'm sure that all of us can think up a picture of the person who would be your complete opposite to your personality, just completely different in every way. And then stop and think about your bodies, mostly made up of water, made up of all of the physical systems, the skeletal and muscular systems, the cardiovascular, respiratory, and digestive systems, the neurological makeup, your emotions, feelings, experiences. We all have them. Picture both you and that person who you would consider your direct opposite being born. Two little babies coming out of the womb and into this world with your little baby physical body and systems. It seems weird thinking of two little babies in those hospital bassinets side by side as completely different and opposite creatures, but it makes more sense as those babies are brought home and cared for and loved and raised in different environments, that you would see different personalities and characteristics emerge. One baby is calm and easygoing, and one is loud and demanding and insistent on getting what they want. It also makes sense that two babies in different environments different families or countries or cultures would also be raised in different ways that influence that child as he or she grows. But if you take someone with a full personality, a full complete list of all of their traits and likes and dislikes, the results of all of the personality tests that they could take and try to just boil it down to the features that make you most yourself. Could you do it? Could you do that for yourself? If you had to pick one trait, just one feature that 
people thought about you first. The one that would be their one word answer of what you were like as a person. Do you know what it would be? And more importantly, would the one word that people would think of for you right now, would that be the word that you would want them to think of? Are you living out the word that you would want to be your word? And by living it out, this is what I mean. If you are living this word, then it is the word that you would choose. And it's the one word that everyone would come up with when asked about you. Let me give you some examples. I am going to think about the people that I know, what their word would be, and what I think that they would want their word to be. One of my friends, it would definitely be funny. I'm pretty sure that if you asked all of my friends' opinion about this one friend, everyone would say that her word is funny. And if you ask that friend how she wanted people to see her, she'd be good with funny. She would like that. And I know that it would be perfectly okay with her because she keeps it at the forefront of everything that she does. She is that friend that before the internet, she would always have those printed out jokes that she would pass around. She would email jokes. And now, of course, everything that she posts is something funny. She's very consistent with that intent and purpose in her life to be funny. I can think of another friend who exemplifies the word positive. Everyone that you asked would probably use that word for her. And this friend, I think that this is exactly the word that she would expect everyone to say. It is also what she strives to consistently put out there. She would be perfectly okay with that. But I am going to bet that a lot of us might know a few possible words that their word could be. We might struggle to decide exactly what the one word would be if everyone had to decide on one boiled down word. A lot of us might consciously put out there into the universe a few things that we want to be. I know for myself, I think of myself as nice, intelligent, patient, calm, friendly, helpful honest. But if you asked all of my friends and family and co-workers and acquaintances what described me, I'm actually not sure that they would all come up with the same word. And that's probably because I don't consistently put one word out there as my life mission. I really try to live my life in a way that is kind of all of those things, but it's kind of like a recipe that has a lot of flavors mixed together. When something has vanilla and cinnamon and some nutmeg and allspice and a hint of orange, it's a bit hard to describe in one word. You know what it tastes like if you eat it a lot and love it and crave it. But it's hard to describe versus that 
recipe that is just all cinnamon for flavor. Lots and lots of cinnamon, and it's easy to name and describe. So if you sat down with the mission of choosing your one word, what would it be? Maybe I do want people to think of me in all the ways that I see myself And I certainly can strive to be all of those things that I want to be. But if I wanted everyone to come up with the winner, the one word that stood out above all of the other things that made up who I am, which word would I want it to be? And honestly, I'm not sure of which one that I would want to be at the forefront. When I think for a moment that I might want the word to be kind. I start to think that I don't want it to be at the expense of what I think. I want to be more thoughtful than always empathizing and agreeing with others' stories. When someone tells me this big, long story about, let's say, how they are a victim of their circumstances and how everyone else has done them wrong and nothing is their fault. In that moment, I don't want to be just kind. I don't want to agree with them that they are a victim of life and that there is nothing else that they can do and that everyone else is to blame. Now, I don't want to be mean either But I am not going to be that kind, empathetic listener. I would rather be the friend that listens and can empathize with how they feel and then be able to ask some really good questions that would help them to question their perspective that would help them maybe to realize, even if it's just a little bit, that they are choosing to look at it in a way that might not be helping them. I love the idea of smart or intelligent as my word, but that actually makes me feel a bit like an imposter because I am smart enough to know that there are a lot of other people out there in the world that are so much smarter and more intelligent than I am. There are just so many things that I don't know. And we have many brilliant people walking this earth that I picture just chuckling at the idea of me considering myself intelligent. What I think that I want to be more than anything else in this world is to be helpful, but in a very specific way. I want to teach, but also in a very specific way. What I love more than anything is the idea of taking theories and concepts and somewhat complex ideas and simplifying them boiling them down to the most understandable and relatable pieces of information, and then helping lots and lots of people understand them. I love using analogies and examples and relating an idea to 
something else meaningful in someone's life so that all of a sudden they might be able to see something in a new way that they hadn't thought of before. That is really what my passion is. And it doesn't matter right now to me if it is for a child or a teacher or a parent, someone who is trying to reach their goals or lose weight or get organized or help a child grow or whatever their goal is. But I want to teach and help in a meaningful way. So that tells me that I have some work to do so that I can decide exactly who it is that I want to help and what would that word be? A teacher? A coach? Helpful? Thoughtful? Clear? I'm not even really sure. I think that I need to work on this some more, but I want a word for myself. A word that says that I am an effective, clear teacher. One that is nice. Nice is definitely important to me, but also honest and real and clear. So if you have a word for me, let me know. And of course, the point of this podcast is for you to use my example and to bring it to your life. What is your word? If you aren't sure where to start, then you can always ask your friends or family or coworkers, the ones that you trust, what would your word be? How would they describe you? And then sit down and make a list of all the words that you would like to be your word. It's never too late to change your word. Of course, we all can be more than one thing. You can strive to be as many things in your life as you want to. But if you have any inkling that the word that others come up with first is not the word that you would want to be known for, I mean, let's face it, there are some of us out there whose word might be grumpy or mean or angry, not exactly what we would want to be known for. So if that is the case, you might definitely want to take steps to change that immediately. And the good thing is that we have the ability to do that. Consistency is the key. Awareness is the first step. Choose your word with care, with deliberate thought. And then ask yourself, someone who exemplifies that particular word that you choose, what do those people do? How do they think? How do you know that someone would personify that word? You can't go into other people's head and change their thoughts. We don't have control over what other people think, but you do have control over living your life every single day and keeping your word at the forefront of all of your decisions, all of your actions, all of your words demonstrate that word consistently, and then see what happens in the people around you. They might not notice immediately, but your consistency is the key. And one last note about this. Everyone in your world might not react to change in the same way or in the best way. 
there are many, many people out there who can be very change resistant. Yes, change is part of life. But sometimes when you change, you have to move forward. And there is an implied invitation for other people to come with you. Not everyone will accept that invitation. Let's say that you become aware that you are a pretty negatively focused person. And you just realize that as you're listening to this podcast, but you also decide that you want your word to be hopeful. That's what you want to begin personifying. The fact that there is always hope in every single situation. You may have others. Let's say it's one particular friend who loves being negative with you. Your friendship is grounded in time that you sit together and complain about how horrible life is and your boss and your family and your government, whatever. When you decide to change your outlook, there is a very good chance that this friend is not going to be your number one cheerleader. Your change is going to look like a threat to the friendship. Now, who is going to sit around and commiserate with your friend about life? She is certainly not going to want to sit around and talk about how it's all so hopeful. Not if she isn't also going through this same desire to change right now. That is why it's helpful to view it as an implied, or it can be a verbalized, invitation to come along with you for the ride, for the change, and not everyone is going to accept. It may leave some people behind to find new people who are negative. People who are your old word, whatever that old word was for you. Some people don't want to change, and that's okay because you do get to control yourself, and you do get to change and to grow and to advance yourself into the version of yourself that you want to be. Not every relationship is supposed to make it. Some relationships are meant to happen and then to be complete. Sometimes we are raised with the belief that every relationship is meant to be a lifelong one. We are not supposed to leave people behind, but that can be a very limiting thought that is not always helpful to us. It's more important to not leave yourself behind. Don't choose what you think you are supposed to do to be kind to everyone else and to support everyone else's needs and then leave yourself behind. It is imperative to be your own best friend, to consider your own needs. We are raised very often to believe that it is selfish to consider our own needs first. But something very beautiful happens when we do consider ourselves first. We don't look to anyone else to take care of us. We don't expect our partner to put us first because we are busy putting their needs first. We don't expect our friends 
to put our needs before theirs because we do that for them. We stop expecting others to act a certain way and then get sad or mad or angry or disappointed when they let us down. We take care of ourselves and everyone else gets to do the same. It is very freeing to the other people in our life to not have to worry about our feelings because we have got it for ourselves. So this week, I want you to contemplate all of this and pick your word. Let me know what your word is. I would love to know that you also think that this is important stuff and that you did the work. I want to be excited for you that you did it and you decided. And if there is any way that I can be helpful in cheerleading you, in living into your new word, I want to be there for you. So let me know. And I am here wishing you all the best week ever. And I will be working on my word as well. Bye for now.